Amen. That is my subject matter today. And I think we need to hear some good news, don't you? You know, there's a mealtime prayer that says, God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food. By our hands, we are all fed. Give us, Lord, our daily bread. Amen. Right? Anybody ever pray that prayer? God is great. God is good. When I was growing up, we used to sing the chorus, God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. And I loved when uh, Oral Roberts began to say that God had something good that was going to happen to you. And, you know, I, I loved to hear that he wasn't just a God that was going to judge people one day. He wasn't up there with a hammer ready to knock you in the head if you did something wrong or a big whip to whip you if you, if you failed to, to reach his goals. But I want you to understand we find the goodness of God as a reoccurring theme in Scripture. If you will go through your Bible... And you would take the time to do this, or you could open up a Strong's Concordance and find it. You will find that the word good is found over 800 times in the King James Version of the Bible, that is. I'll I'll have to insert that because some translations might put a different word there. But watch this scripture. Look at this in Psalm 100 in verse 5. I have these scriptures behind me here on the screen. The Bible says, for the Lord is good. Would you say that with me? For the Lord is good. His loving kindness is everlasting. We all know how long that is. And His, watch this, faithfulness is to all generations. So generations that are, as the, old, as the, the kids put it, old, us old generation folks, and those of you that are even older than uh, me, and I'm fixing to turn an age that I never, I was like, old people turn that age. <clears throat> but the Bible says he is faithful to all generations, the youth, the middle age, the elderly, the beyond. We have this, uh, we have this breakfast that we've had in the past, which I want to resurrect again, by the way, uh, late, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's called it's called boomers and beyond. So it's for like the boomer generation and beyond, the old people for all you young people. But church, listen to me. God has to be good because it is His very nature to be good. It's because God is good that we can receive pardon. And forgiveness. If God wasn't good, he wouldn't forgive us. But it's because he's good that he will pardon us and he will forgive us if we will accept his sacrifice for sin. It's because he's good that he hears our prayers. It's because he is good that we can experience fellowship with him. It is because he's good that we can trust in him that whatever happens in our life, boy, listen to this. Whatever happens in our life is based on His goodness. Now, that might feel like and sound like an oxymoron. Because how many of you raise your hands and say, not everything that happens in my life is good? Yeah. We're going to get to that in just a minute because the Bible covers that topic as well. Sometimes, 
we don't see the goodness of God. Especially when something bad happens to us or around us. When we experience a heartache, a tragedy, a disappointment, it seems like God isn't good. Otherwise, why would God allow this to happen? If God is good, why does the bad happen? Have you ever had somebody ask ask you that question? If God is so good, then why is there all this evil in the world? If God is good, then why the tragedy of 9-11? If God is good, then why did my loved one die of cancer? Or why did my little granddaughter live 45 minutes and go on to be with Jesus? If God is good, then why all the suffering, not only in the world, but in my life? And you know what? Every one of you sitting in this room and every one of you watching online, you can name them. All the things that don't seem good. But everything that God does is good. I want you to go back with me. We're not going to go there scripture-wise, but you just go there with me in your mind. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness covered the surface of the deep. And when God spoke, He said, light be, and light was, and that was the first day. And God said, it was good. Keep reading what He did on day two, and day three, and day four, and day five, and day six. And when He gets to the man on day six, He says, behold, it is very good. The crown of His creation. So everything that God did was good. So something had to come in that wasn't God to make things bad. That would be the enemy. That would be the enemy of our soul. And I believe that it is, it is such an awesome thing that, that when God created the world, He stopped, and the thing He said is, it's good. You know, I believe that part of our problem in 2023 America is that we spend way too much time complaining about the ten bad things and not enough time rejoicing over the twenty good things. Because church, I want to tell you something. We're going to practice it again today. Breathe in real deep and exhale. That is good. I want to ask you this. Have you ever had a cold or maybe a sinus infection or bronchitis and done that very thing you just got through doing and you couldn't get it all you couldn't get it all in before it started coming out and you started wheezing and coughing and when you can get a full deep breath and exhale that's good. In fact, I found myself I it's been a couple days ago. I woke up and I breathed in and I was like, Lord, thank you for the gift of life. I'm so grateful I can walk. I'm so grateful. You know what? I had a, I had a, a sore on my middle finger and it, it must have got infected because it was just hurting me. And I would bump it and it would just, man, it would hurt. Now it doesn't. 
And I'm like, Lord, thank you that my middle finger doesn't hurt anymore. I mean, you don't know what you have until you don't have it. I love smell. Have you ever had a cold and you lose your sense of smell? You, you lose your sense of taste. You can't even taste your food anymore. You can't smell it. You can't five, three of two, you only have three of your five senses. I thank God for sight and smell and taste and touch and hearing. You see, God is good, and God is there to see you through every tragedy, through every disappointment. So I want us to take a look at the goodness of God. How do you determine what is good and what isn't good? What is the standard for goodness? Look at this scripture with me. Jesus reveals it in Matthew chapter 19. I want us to look at verses 16 through 20. And I want you to remember this as you go through the week this week. And behold, one came to him and said, Teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may obtain eternal life? And he said to him, Why are you asking me about what is good? There is only one who is good. But if you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. Pardon me. And he said to him, which ones? Jesus said, you shall not commit murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And the young man said to him, all these things I've kept. What am I still lacking? Now watch this. Jesus said to him, if you want to be complete, go and sell your possessions and give to the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard this statement, he went away grieved, for he was one who owned much property. Pardon me a second, I've got a tickle in my my throat. I used to hate it when the preacher did that when I was a kid because I, I was in the pews and I was really thirsty. So if you're thirsty, please feel free to get up and go to the fountain and, and get a drink. <clears throat> Amen. I want you to understand this morning that this rich young ruler, he had everything that money could buy. He was living the good life what we would call. But there's a day that he comes to Jesus and he asks him about what good thing or what good deed could he do to inherit eternal life. So Jesus just begins to teach him what I'm going to call the standard of good. He says in verse 17 that only God is good. The rich young ruler didn't know what good was. He thought it consisted of good things, good circumstances, good deeds, good feelings. He even thought that being good would get him into heaven. How many people today think that? If I could just do something good, I can make it. I want to go back to my original statement. Everything that's good comes from God. Or another way of saying it, anything that is good came from him. 
So if it's not from God, it isn't good. And if something isn't good, then it isn't from God. Now see, right there is a theological debate. Right there, you have Job and his three friends. Because they were like, it's got to be something you did, some evil thing you did. If you will go back to Job 1, go back to Job 2, you will find a conversation between God and the enemy of our soul, Satan. And he asked permission. And God granted it. But did God do those things to Job? Satan did those things to Job. The whirlwind that came, Satan sent. That brought the house down on his kids. The livestock that was stolen by the enemy, Satan instigated it. God didn't do it. I said, oh, wait, but God allowed it. We're going to get to that in a minute. Have you ever heard this statement that somebody make? It's all good. It's just all good. Church, that isn't true. It's not all good. It doesn't matter how good it looks. It doesn't matter how good it feels. It doesn't matter how good it tastes. If it doesn't come from God, it isn't good. And if it isn't good, it didn't come from God. Lima beans did not come from God. (coughs) But strawberry shortcake did. There will be no lima beans in heaven. Adam and Eve had no lima beans in the garden. (coughs) According to the gospel of David Drew. In the garden of Eden, the devil came in and sowed those little puppies. He snuck in and planted those things. But heaven's going to be full of strawberry shortcake. In fact, I think it's the dessert at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Pretty sure. Lima beans will not be on your plate, okay? Of course, I'm being facetious, but because I, I truly do dislike lima beans if you didn't catch that. And I love strawberry shortcake. <clears throat> but some of you may, may not like strawberries. Some of you may be allergic to strawberries, and some of you may love lima beans. Anybody in the house love lima beans? Okay, there you go. And, you know, black-eyed peas go really close behind them because they're kind of, to me, black-eyed peas taste like dirt. And, uh, you know, you can disagree with me, but right now I get to speak and you get to listen. So, but no, seriously, um, the truth is, and as much as I hate to admit it, lima beans are good for you. And uh, they teach a spiritual lesson. I want you to catch this with me. Goodness is not determined by experience, but by its source. You see, I've had a bad experience with lima beans, but my experience doesn't determine whether lima beans are good or bad. And in the same way, goodness is determined by its source, not by experience. Strawberry shortcake tastes good to me. It doesn't make me feel bad. It makes my taste buds happy. I like it. But experience is not the standard for goodness. And way too many people put way too much stock in their experience. Look at James chapter 1 and verse 17, and I will show you again from Scripture the statements I've been making. 
The Bible says every good thing bestowed or given, and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. So every good thing has God as its source. God only produces that which is good. Now listen, man might use it for a bad purpose, but goodness is determined by its source, not by experience. Second thing I want you to hear is this. God turns badness into goodness. Somebody might say, well, how can God be good when thousands were killed at 9-11? I just cannot believe in a God who would allow that. Well, I'm going to walk with you on that. Let me walk with you on that thinking. Let's say that you're right and that God isn't good. In fact, let's just take a step further and for those who will say this, that God doesn't exist. Okay? Let's just say that God isn't good and that God really doesn't exist. Do you still have thousands of people that were killed at 9-11? So getting rid of God didn't solve the problem at all still happened. If there is no God. So how do we answer the fact that God is good, yet bad things happen? Well, the answer is, if it isn't good, then it didn't have its source in God. Yes, God is sovereign. He is in control, but He allows bad things to happen for reasons we don't even have a clue. Question for you. How many think it was a good thing for Jesus to die on the cross? Now, I'm going to re-ask that. How many of you think it was a good thing, not for you, but for Jesus to die on the cross? Do you think he looked at that as a good thing? From his human perspective, and this is the question I would follow it up with, if he thought it was all good, why did he ask the Father if there be any other way? I'd like to go that direction. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. You see, we're seeing the humanity of Jesus. None of us want to go through bad things. He knew what was going to happen. He knew even from the foundation of the world what was going to happen. It was a bad thing that Jesus had to go through. Whipped 39 times. Crown of thorns on his head. Robe put on his back after he was whipped. And before he went to the cross, it was ripped off of him. And it already started adhering to him. He's nailed to the cross. He can't breathe. He has to push up on the nails on his feet in order to get a breath and go back down. So I'm just saying, for Jesus, crucifixion, I firmly believe it was not something that for him was a good thing. It was good for us. 
But see, here's the thing. God took a bad thing and made a good thing. You see, our problem is, is we use the wrong standard for goodness. Are you getting anything out of this? We use our standard for goodness. Our standard says that good is whatever is good for me. We say, I am the standard for good, yet in our text this morning, Jesus said that God is the standard for good. The proof of goodness is not your experience. It's not in the experience. It's in the source. So the application of what I'm saying is this. Think of it this way. How many of you just love to go get a shot? You just look forward to a shot. But I want, to, I want to say this. I don't, nobody likes to get a shot, but some shots are good. Some shots I'm so glad I got. When I had to get a crown put on my tooth, I'm glad they gave me a shot. The shot was good for me because it actually helped me from pain. So what was bad was good. Amen? You know, God's goodness also doesn't mean that bad things won't happen to you. We live in a bad, evil world, but because God is good, He can take the bad things and bring eternal good out of them. And if we will let Him, He'll do it more and more often. You know, people often want to blame somebody for the bad things that happen to them. Have you ever been guilty of that? That was somebody else's fault. You know, God's always handy. People blame Him a lot. You know, if there's a good God in heaven, how could He let this happen? I don't believe in God. Well, what they're really saying when they blame God is, since God didn't act the way I thought He should, He's either wrong, bad, or doesn't exist. Can I get an amen? But you can't really be mad at God if you don't even believe He exists. Hello? Do you see how that logic breaks down? So are you going to believe in God only if He acts like you want Him to believe? Or acts, if He only acts like you want Him to act? Or will you form your opinion of God from how He acts in relation to you Or how you would act if you were God. You know, sometimes when I read the Scriptures and I read about Moses and the children of Israel, remember that one time when God said, Moses, just get away. Just back away. I'm going to take them out. You know what David Drew would have done? I would have said, go for it, God. I'm tired. They're gone. Moses didn't. Moses falls on his face, and he actually moved the hand of God to not destroy him. You see, people oftentimes put themselves on a higher level than God. They determine what's good, setting the standard for what's good based off of them. I want to give you a a little illustration there was a professor, his name was Dr. W.T. Watson, and he used to tell this story at Trinity College. He said, there was a preacher who no matter what bad thing you said had happened to you, he had the habit of always saying, it could have been worse. 
So one day, a man in his church decided to put a stop to this and attempted to stump the pastor at the door after the service. I mean, anything that would happen in these people's lives, he would say, oh, it could have been worse. It could have been worse. And this man, at the door, he said to his pastor, he said, Pastor, I had a dream last night, to which the pastor replied, what was the dream? He said, I dreamed last night that I went to hell. And without missing a beat, the pastor said, it could be worse. He's like, how in the world could it be worse than having a drink that I went to hell? He said, it could be true. The dream didn't put him in hell, but it could be true that he went there. You see, what I'm saying to you today, folks, is it doesn't matter what happens to us. Don't raise your hands, but how many bad things have happened to you right now this year? Some tough stuff. Again, don't raise your hands on this, but how many of you have gotten a little bit upset with God? Can I just say it could have been worse? God is good. To not have even allowed it to get worse. Amen. He is good all the time. But God is good to not even make it worse than what it was. Here's the thing I want to leave with you. Romans 8, 28. It says, and now we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. You know, the one thing in life that I, I will probably never know, you will probably never know, is what good that God has in mind when He allows tragedies, heartaches, and disappointments to come into our lives. I don't know. But I don't have to know. Because what happens in my life may not seem good, it may feel tragic, it may feel terrible, but what does this first say? about what I am to know. What does that verse say about that? I may not be able to see how it is working for my good. I may not be able to feel like it is working for my good. I may not be able to understand how it is working for my good. But I am to know that it is working for my good. I need to see it from God's perspective, not mine. One man had a very bad day. So at night when he prayed, he blamed God. And he just simply asked him, he said, why did you spoil my whole day? In the morning, my alarm did not go off, and I was late to work. On the way, my car broke down, and I had to have it towed, and then I had to spend money on a taxi. And in my hurry, I had forgotten my lunch at home, and then at work, when I went to the cafeteria, it was closed, so I spent the whole day without food, and then I was supposed to receive a business call on my cell phone, and my cell phone stopped working. So I decided to just go home and sleep, but when I got home, the electricity was out. God, Please tell me why I had to go through so much trouble today. 
And God said, listen very carefully. To which I would say to you, that's probably a very good thing to do on a daily basis. Listen to God very carefully. And this is what he said. Today the enemy was planning to come after you in various ways, and you were going to get into some big trouble. I made sure your alarm didn't go off so you'd call in and take the day and just stay at home. But when you woke up late, you didn't pray, and you went straight out, and you were going to get into a big accident with your car, so I let it break down. Eating at the cafeteria would have led to food poisoning. The business call you were going to receive was from a person who would have trapped you into a big scam, so your phone stopped working. Today, your home would have caught on fire due to a short circuit while you were sleeping, and you wouldn't have known about it, and that's why the electricity was off in your house. None of this happened to add to your trouble, but to save you from bigger trouble. So don't ever think that God's goodness means that bad things won't ever happen to you. God's good because He takes the bad, and He brings eternal good out of them. God knows what's best. One of the things about God is He is omniscient. He's all-knowing. You and I can only see things in the present tense lens. I've shared this story before. Let me close with it. There was a parade going through town, and two little boys wanted to see it. The little brother found a knot hole in their fence, and he began to look through that knot hole, and he could just see a portion of the, the parade. He just could see a little bit as it came by. His older brother, however, got up on the roof of the shed that was above the fence, and he saw the whole thing from the front to the back, from the beginning to the end. God's like the big brother on the shed, on the roof, that sees it from the beginning to the end. We're like the little brother looking through the knothole of the fence, and we can only see one thing at a time. And you know why? For without faith, it's impossible to please Him because that's how we come to God. You needed faith to come to God, and newsflash, you need faith to stay with God. In fact, I believe you need more faith to stay in the battle than to even enter it. Amen? So take courage. God is good. That's Swahili for God is good. All the time. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if the, the times seem bad. God's still good. Encourage one another with those words. Encourage your own self with those words. That's the God we serve. Amen. Bow with me today. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, that you will never stop being good. You began good. You made the earth good. You made everything you created good. And, Lord, we know that every good and perfect gift comes down from you in whom there is no shifting shadow or variation. So as we go our way today, Lord, help us focus on the 20 or more things that are going good instead of the 10 bad things. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you guys. God bless. We'll see you over at the fellowship hall. You're dismissed.